This is Agents Influence Podcast. It's very simple. Look for people that are happy. If you can figure out that they are happy in their life, they will be happy when they walk into your office. Their, their personality will come through the phone. It will come through their emails. They will get it. And that is it. The common denominator of a lot of the employees that we had were they weren't happy in their life, whatever their personal situation may have been. And the people that were happy were getting their jobs done, and everything was so much easier at that point. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Don't you love that music? I'm telling you, I get a lot of feedback from people. It's like they'll tell me that they're like driving down the road or something on their way home from work and they're just like, you know, I got to admit, that wasn't me that chose that. I've chosen my other um, intro music if you've listened to the prior podcast, but uh, this one here was done by Joey and he edited the whole thing, actually took that thing about change your life, change your family. I didn't even really say that in that context. I was saying that on one of my podcasts and he cut that out of there and chopped it up. For those who don't know that Joey's like an audio lyrical mixture genius. He really truly is. If you watch any of his videos and he's got the guitar hanging behind him, he'll make you believe that that's just there for show, but the dude can jam. Just, just know that, okay? Send him an email, joey at growprogram.com. Tell him that you're a band geek and say, hey, can we connect? Do it. Anyway, sorry, got off on a rant, and I got another one I got to talk about here in a minute, but I want to just uh, continue on, because you know, we're in the middle of this Young Agent series, and it's going really, really well. The emails I'm getting from these young agents are blowing my mind. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, but I actually had a young agent who we have today, Josh Witt of the Insurance Group. He called me because specifically about the last one we had done, or that I had done, the solo, uh, regarding a post in the mastermind about uh, tracking employees and being efficient with them and maybe any kind of software out there. He reached out to me and said, Jason, I've got some stuff i got to tell you. Well, he started to tell me. I said, whoa, 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 stop, stop. Josh, let's, let's take this to the podcast. I think the loyal listeners need to hear this. So that is uh, what this podcast is going to be about. So stay tuned. But here's the one thing I got to get out there. I mean, I got to get this off my mind. I've been thinking to myself literally for the last 24, 48 hours, maybe a little bit longer than that, like, how am I going to get this out there in a nice way? And if any of you guys know, I'm very rough with words and sometimes I just kind of talk sometimes when I shouldn't be. And maybe this is another one of those instances. But here's the deal. I'm getting a lot of emails from young agents. This young agent uh, series that I've been doing has really sparked a nerve um, with a lot of agents, and all of them, ironically enough, are young agents. Um, and I and I don't know that about every one of them, but most of the emails I get, I reply back and I say, "Hey, are you a young agent?" Da 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 da. da. And I'm getting some feedback and trying to put together a profile in my mind of of who's listening to this and who's affected and what's their trigger points, as trying to give you the best information and trying to make the most efficient forward motion in this industry, I got to line that out so that I can help us best and provide the best platform. I keep getting back these emails from agents saying, Jason, tell me how to grow. Jason, 
how do I how do I how do I get past thirty thousand in uh, premium in a month? And what are the new marketing things that I need to know? Like how how can I get my phone ringing? How can I I started this agency two years ago when I'm kind of at a plateau, and I don't know if I should do Google ads or Facebook ads and. And you know, I don't know. Should I do a billboard? Should I not? I hear direct mails back in, but I really don't want to spend my money there. I mean, how do I do it? Well, I got a couple things. First of all, I don't have the answers. Second of all, I don't know who you are. I don't know your customer base. I don't know what your agency looks like. I really don't. And I say that not because I don't want you to send me the emails. I just want you to know that sometimes when I'm short with you, it's kind of hard. But I do want to be straight up with you and tell you why I'm mostly short with you because the answers to the questions that you ask are very simple. Get up and go to work. Get up and go talk to people. You know, when I started my own agency, my wife about killed me because I started, uh, I've started started three books from, from scratch, my very first time ever. And then when I left for the second agency, I started from scratch. And then when I started my own agency, I started from scratch with non-competes, I, I, I kid you not. I had two car payments. I had a, a home that was on the golf course uh, of a local golf course. Um, I had two kids in school, one getting ready to go to college in six years, and I decided to start my own. And my wife said to me, she said, Jason, what are you doing? And I said, here's what I know, hon, and this is what I want everybody to take away from this. I said, I don't know anything and much, because I'm not very smart. I admit that a lot to you loyal listeners. But here's what I know. If I go to work every day at a decent time, whether that's seven, eight, six, whatever that is, and I come home at a decent time, whether that's four, five, six, seven in the evening, whatever that could be, and I do nothing but talk to people about insurance, between those two times, I'm gonna be successful. And that's what I've done. That's what Travis has done. We're not sitting here trying to worry about how we're gonna SEO and optimize our best Facebook lead out. Now I gotta tell you, we're doing some stuff on Facebook right now for health insurance. We are trying to optimize that. But you know what we do? We just get out there and share ourselves, whether that's online or offline. We get out there and talk to people. We let people care. You know the old saying, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care? Get out there and show them that you care. Start being involved in the community. Get out there and start shaking hands. Like my boy Ryan Hanley says, put your rubber sole shoes on the concrete and start walking. Forget all this other stuff because that's what you need to keep things going when you're not able to do that stuff because you did that stuff I just talked about so well that you have so much business coming in. You do need a way to kind of keep it going afloat while you're just trying to help all these people because you went out there and showed you the care. So please send me your emails to jason at growprogram.com. I love them, but sometimes when I'm being short, it's because I'm being nice, but I'm being real right now. Get out there and do it like we've always done it, and you'll be successful, I promise. All right, now I'm back on to it. Woo, had to get off that, but I've, I've just, I hope you listeners really felt that because I've just been going crazy because I've been getting so many of these emails, and I just got one from an agent who sounds like he's awesome out of southern Indiana, and him and his partner can't get past 30000 a month in premium, and they don't know what to do. And I'm like, man, if I had you for a day, I would totally show you what to do, but I guarantee it, it ain't the things that you think I'm going to show you. So, boop, I'm done. All right. Now, getting on to the podcast for what the podcast is for, I'm bringing on my main man. Don't know him. Had one conversation with him before you guys are getting ready to hear him. Um, Josh Witt of the Insurance Group. Josh, welcome to the podcast. 
Hey, Jason, thanks for having me. All right, man. Hey, sorry you had to sit there and listen to that. And I really wasn't expecting it to be that long, but I had to get it off my chest. Any thoughts from you, Josh? Yeah, no, it actually, uh, I'm kind of going through a lot of the same thought processes, not so much for myself, but we've got a couple of young agents in the office that we're trying to get off the ground. And uh, we were talking about it yesterday, and the, the you're completely right. All you need to do is get in front of more people. The problem is getting in front of people is coming from a totally different um, direction than it was four or five, you know, six years ago. People who are cold calling, knocking on doors are having to work twice as hard to get half as far as they were. And, you know, one thing we've been looking at is Facebook groups. I've been trying to Saturday I sat and uh, got a a message from a uh, person on Facebook saying they were moving to our area. And so, you know, I talked to him. We'll quote her home and auto. But it's just that's at that point now I'm in front of people. It's different than it is, you know, maybe than it was five, ten years ago. It, it definitely it is. It definitely it is. But I got to tell you, I mean, a lot of this stuff, if you're going to SEO up your, you know, I say SEO up because there's so many different terms today. But if you're going to get out there and you're going to soup up and get everything going, I mean, you've got to have some kind of presence. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I think there's no better thing that you can be a part of as a networking group. And the old-fashioned, you know, B&I, I mean, I, a lot of these agents are inside the mastermind. Sometimes they can't make some of our meetings because they have their networking um, groups. I say take networking to the next level. Why don't you get that banker and get that uh, um, and get the, get those perfe- other professionals and uh, give them a go to meeting or give them a Skype and have that be the way that they have communication. So from eight to eight thirty every um, Wednesday morning, instead of meeting at the local McDonald's, we're right there at our desk. Boom, we click the button. Everybody gets called. You guys sit there. You do the same type of things that you would in a B&I, except there's six, seven, ten of you guys. And at 8.30 when it's time to leave, boop, you click it off and you're right at your desk. I think using some of those tools just like we do to sell, but some of those tools also to network, that allows us to be able to create those things but not make it so old-fashioned as sometimes the young person gets to see. So that's for everybody, but that's, uh, to be honest with you, that's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and I made the commitment at Grow Lab 2016 that I was going to do that before to Grow Lab 2017, and I haven't moved an inch on it. But <laughs> 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 well, that's just the truth. I'll do it, but I'm just being real. I mean, not everybody gets on stuff. We got real life problems. Josh, so you were listening to the podcast. Well, before we get into that, Josh, you an iPhone or a Droid user? I am an iPhone user. Uh, 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 okay, that's cool. We'll just keep moving on. What's the last app that you downloaded, man? Um, I actually downloaded Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y. It's like a kind of a news aggregator that uh, you can subscribe to different uh, categories. So I'm obviously subscribed to insurance and uh, stuff like that. And then we're using it to you know, turn around and share stuff on Twitter and Facebook as far as like today I shared something about a uh, data breach that had happened. So we, you know, we kind of shared that and just trying to get that out to our followers. Dude, I like that. You know what? I think somebody, Josh, told me about that Feedly like a long time ago, maybe like a year or two ago. And I think it was some like college kid or something, if I remember right. Yeah. John Max Bowling from Arkansas, an agent in Arkansas is actually the one who, who put me onto it. And because we were talking about different content marketing ideas and how to, you know, how to gather content. And he said, that's one of the things he uses. So I jumped on the bandwagon and stole it from him. Oh, fantastic. Get on it. Um, so, so Josh, where are you located at? Where's your agency out of? We're in Knoxville, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, man. I was there a couple years ago. I watched the Wildcats, uh, play, uh, 
the the uh, oh my gosh, volunteers, yeah, University of Tennessee, and that was a, that was an interesting time. So yep. so Josh, we were you were listening to the last podcast, obviously, where we were talking, and just to catch the listeners up, there was a post that was made in the Insurance Agent Mastermind um, by, uh, and keep in mind, for all you guys that keep requesting access to the Mastermind, you got to go to growprogram.com, you got to sign up, and you got to actually pay. It's not a free thing. That's how we keep it awesome. But one of the things that Rob McCarthy was putting in here was uh, questioning about uh, about looking at and and monitoring their uh their employees and he says and 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 he had some pretty good stuff in there and there was a lot of comments that went back and forth as as should we monitor them should we not do social media or allow them on social media sites how can we monitor them is that good is that bad and there was a lot of great discussion in there and so i guess josh you heard the conversation um, you decided to reach out to me, which I appreciate you doing. Everybody's welcome to do that, Jason at GrowProgram.com. But Josh was so hop- hyped about it, he called me on the phone. Said, "Jason, I got to tell you something." So, so Josh, tell us a little bit about the history of your agency, where it was, and then when you took it over. Kind of leading up to why you had to do some of the—I uh, don't want to say things or measures, but some of the sure. items that you had to do. So I uh, joined the insurance group in 2006, right after graduating from the University of Tennessee. Um, and the thought process was the beginning of a perpetuation plan for the agency that had uh, some producers well over 60 years old. Uh, they all wanted to retire in the next few years. So I was brought on to begin the perpetuation process. So I started you know, selling just uh, kind of just like everybody does and uh, sold for a few years, worked in marketing for a little bit. Uh, then one day... Uh, my boss came to me and said, hey, I want you to take our agency paperless. Here's the card of the company I want you to use. And those were his directives. I said, okay. So I started looking around. I'm like, man, we have got a staff with an average age of probably 58, 59 years old. I had one CSR over 70 years old, um, one in her 60s, or a couple in in their 60s. And I, I started looking around. I was like, this is going to be quite the task. I don't, I don't really know how this is going to work. So we did it. And of course there was backlash and I was the hated young guy that was changing everything up. And then fast forward a few years and I realized there was a reason he came to me and had me do that because (laughs) our agency needed to change. We were stagnant. All we were doing was renewing what we had. We weren't looking forward. Um, and you know, there, there needed to be some tough decisions made. So, um, that's kind of what happened that led us into probably in 2011 is when I started really to take over, uh, 2011, 2012 from a really running the agency standpoint. And, um, I, <laughs> I inherited a staff that was absolutely terrible. I mean, there's no other way they, you know, nice ladies, nice, Lay nice it out there, Josh, <laughs> but they were not, they, they just, they'd been in insurance for 30 years. They didn't care about growing the agency. They didn't, they just wanted to collect a paycheck and go home. And, um, so we had, we went through a period of, of high tone turnover. Um, and, and a lot of it was, was directed, you know, we didn't, we had to unfortunately let a couple of people go because they just flat out weren't doing their job. But generally we just, we just wouldn't match offers when they came in and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that got us looking at it is, you know, you start talking about revenue per employee and all that. And I just, I looked around the office and I'm like, man, I know that we can handle more business than what everybody's doing. And 
I think the funniest part of it was I walked into a lady's office one day and she was literally asleep. Like she had her hand, no. her head in her hand and was asleep. And I was like, this is absolute, this is, this is BS. We're not, we're not putting up with this anymore. So we, we started evaluating transactions and activities, et cetera, and decided to, you know, we got, we got to make the tough decisions. And so I just started kind of cracking down. And, you know, said, so we're going to, you're going to handle this amount of business. And if you can't handle this amount of business, then, um, you know, you probably need to go work somewhere where they, they're, they're going to allow you to only do that much work, but we're not going to allow that anymore. So you gave them the option, either change or leave, or you just said leave? We, I have said in numerous staff meetings, and I'm going to sound like a jerk, but it's, it's the, it's the greatest thing I think that, that has happened. You know, I, I finally just said to him, you could tell that there were people that just weren't happy. And it's we were I felt like we were providing a pretty good work atmosphere in comparison to other uh, people that I knew um, and other agencies. whatnot. I, I felt like our employees had a had a pretty good deal. And so finally, I said, I don't know why you all aren't happy. Obviously, we can't make you happy. Work isn't making you happy. You're not happy in your life, whatever it is like you need to go find happiness. Life is way too short to be unhappy nine hours a day or eight hours a day, whatever it is. And, you know, if you're not happy here, go find somewhere that makes you happy. We can all be friends on Facebook. You know, it's nothing personal, but you don't need to stay here and be unhappy because you're just making everybody else miserable. And slowly that started to take place. We, you know, employees started to find other jobs. Some of them left uh, insurance as a whole. And, you know, we were, we were, we're just better off now. I've got a staff now that is phenomenal um we're we probably have an average age of probably 42 at this point maybe maybe even less than that um and i don't have to worry about I'm, nobody's standing at the door at 8 30 to make sure they're here nobody's standing at the door at 4 30 to make sure they're still here we we don't we track vacation days but if you need to go to the doctor we're not taking it off your vacation days or you know we're not counting pto time the only real time we track is truly days when you are off and you have so many per year, uh, which is very liberal. Nobody really ever gets close to it. So, um, you know, I'd love to be one of the people, one of the agencies that is is on an unlimited vacation schedule. And we may get there. We're not there yet, but we may get there at some point. But um, it's just it took a lot of hard work to turn the staff from a from an underperforming staff to what we have now. And I'll, there's you know, we still got some. Uh, some work to do. We've got some areas that can be improved. We're we're young, and when you when you when you only have five six years in insurance experience, you you only have five or six years of knowledge. So you know we gave up thirty years of knowledge on some of these people uh, to to have you know four five six. So we we got some learning to do. But I will take people who are willing to learn and willing to come to work over somebody that's got 30 years of knowledge and is unwilling to perform in a team atmosphere, if that makes sense. You know, Josh, you bring up a good point. I, I forgot about this. I had thought about this years ago, but I was thinking um, uh, it used to be, I don't hear it much anymore about how agencies would be like, yeah, we're an agency with 140 years of insurance experience. And I really thought to myself one time, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. okay, great. You have 140 years of insurance experience, but here's the deal. Whenever I call in, you're going to try and match the same coverages I have, and you're going to compete on price. 
Exactly. But yet you have 140 years of insurance experience. Now, if you're going to go into depth and you're writing like, you know, big time, huge contractors or crane operators or something like that, or maybe some super high value, value, value homes um, to where that's actually maybe you've seen things that have happened before in the past. But I mean, a lot of the carriers are going to created packages to, you know, sometimes fill in a lot of those. Like, what does that mean? So does that mean that you're going to handle adding and deleting a vehicle any differently than somebody who's only been in the business for five years? I mean, I've never really kn- known what that means. And and I also think that that's so, such an old adage because the thing was, well, we've been around, we've, we've seen more things, we've heard more things. Well, there, I guarantee you Google knows more than you guys know, and you guys got 140 years experience, but anything I need to know, I can find on Google, and there's 15 people that are saying it 10 different ways. You know, so it, once again, it's, you know, it's time to raise the gates. The knowledge is everywhere. People can get the knowledge. It's not about it. I love that, though. And, you know, did you have to ever, did you have to force, force any people out, did, or, was there, or did they all just leave on their own will? Yeah, I had to, um, I had to terminate I've had to terminate three employees in my career, which I, it's three of the worst days. I mean, you just don't want to do that. Mm. But, um, we waited way too long to make those happen. And, um, you know, probably should have pulled the trigger on those even six months prior to the, to what we actually did. Um, so, and, and one of them was actually after, um, we really had kind of transitioned our staff and, it wasn't a hard, it, you know, it wasn't a hard loss. She, she was bringing the staff down and I actually had employees come up and thank me after we terminated her. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's you know, funny. The old how, adage, like if you have your buddy who's a drug head, you're not going to get him off drugs. He's going to get you on drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I say this all the time and I added to this, the loyal listeners know this. Um, if you can't change your people, change your people yeah. because Absolutely. if you don't, because if you don't change your people, they'll change your people. So that, that, that's that's a little adage. Yeah, you loyal listeners, you're like, hey, I ain't heard Cass say that one. I know, I just added that on, you know? So it's, it's new to get out. I haven't updated the book. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but anyways, Josh, so 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 this, this good stuff, this good stuff. So you also, in the meantime, trying to get a better staff and all that, regardless if they were newer or, or, or someone who'd been there for a while, you found out that, you know, you thought to yourself, how many of these people are actually – watching a PGA event or on eBay or on Amazon. I mean, what got that, what got you thinking about that and what did you do? It was the same thing that, that you mentioned on the last podcast where you walk into the room and the window gets minimized or the shell, the cell phone gets shuffled under the desk or whatever. And so I, I knew for one thing, I knew that how much revenue each employee was handling. I was like, there is no way you you don't have more time on your hands. Like there's, you know, and of course they're always there. The worst employees are always the ones that say they're, Oh, they're so busy and they just don't have time to do that, et cetera. That's, that was the first signal for me that, Hey, these guys aren't doing their job. Like they're, they're masking it by acting like they're behind when in all reality, they're actually just not doing it. And that's what we found. We, uh, so we put, uh, and actually looked up the name of the software active track, A C T I V T R K. It was free software um, that you install on somebody's computer and it will tell you exactly what they're doing down to the second. Like it's just a log of they've been on Facebook for three seconds. They've been on um, Outlook for a minute, whatever. And so obviously we didn't tell them about it and and we didn't have to put, we didn't put it on every employee, just the ones that we knew weren't really performing. And it wasn't necessarily to, you know, 
to, to get rid of them. It was, it really was more for a coaching opportunity. All right, let's figure out if, and, and really more for me to figure out if my ideas are right. You know, if what I'm thinking is, if my line of thinking is correct and it was correct. I, when we looked at the logs, probably for every minute and a half of actual work being done, I bet there was four to five minutes of Facebook, Amazon, um, and Taylor Loft, you know, whatever the shopping was. I mean, and that's unbelievable, dude. I the mean, numbers were ridiculous. I, I don't remember, this is this has been four or five years at this point, but the numbers were absolutely astounding as to how little time they were spending on actual work. Well, that was, and, as you say, though, you say that's four or five years ago, Josh. We use mobile and social and digital way more than we used four and five years ago today. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So I can imagine that would have almost been compounded. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And it's now, you know, the, the sad part of that is that doesn't, you got to kind of look in the mirror as a, as a manager or a leader of that and say, this isn't necessarily their fault. This is your fault. You allowed this to happen. And that, I, I took that, that very Josh, I love that. Yeah. So we once once we figured out that it was happening, we said, OK, we're, we're, we're just not going to allow this anymore. And uh, and we didn't. And we just, you know, like I said, we, we didn't match offers and we turned our staff over. And, you know, here we are today. Um, you, it was funny that you said that about the I think you said a PGA Tour event or something like that. We had a, right. an employee whose nephew was playing in the uh, state soccer tournament in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, you know, three hours away. And you know, we let her watch it. Like, why not let her watch it? She gets her, she can sit there and process her work while she's watching the, uh, the TV. You know, now we have a cocktail hour every third Thursday of the month where we gather in the conference room for two hours. We've got time to do these things as long as our job is getting done. And it's funny, it's funny. We'll all gather in the conference room yet. There will be some people that, uh, we have one lady that's in the middle of a propane program right now where we renew about 600 uh, accounts in a, in a two month period. And, you know, she'll come in, have a drink, then go back to her office. It, it, they're responsible enough to say, all right, you know, I, I want to come in and, and socialize, but I'm I'm responsible enough in my job that I'm going to go back and take care of it and not spend the entire day just because everybody else is in there, which is really awesome. I do. That is awesome. Now, give me, well, let's back up a minute because I need to, it's active. Is, is spelling yeah. given what the software is? It was A-C-T-I-V-T-R-A-K. Oh, there it is. Okay, because I could not. Ah, oh, there they are. I could not find it, and 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 I had just written it down wrong. Okay, so, so this is this is it. Okay, because here's the deal. I mean, we were out there looking. These people do a terrible job. Of they may know what other people are doing online, but they're not letting other people know what they're doing online. I'll yeah, I had it right now. Last night when I was trying to look for it for my notes. I mean, we've been putting online monitoring, all kinds of stuff of agents. I mean, we've come up with a couple things, but they weren't it. So. Um, active track you need to be getting active to how people are seeing you brother um, anyways um, this is this sounds awesome because I'm gonna go to this myself so what were some of the things that you did I mean once you like saw this you saw that oh my gosh these people are, are not working as much as I thought I mean and you did did you let me ask you this first of all did you ever let them know no actually the first time I've told an employee that we ever used that software was yesterday telling them that I was going to be on this podcast because I was laughing and joking with them. And I was like, I actually had to use this software. Our, our staff was that terrible a few years ago that I had to do this. And I said, you know, now as I promise you, it's not on your computer, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, uh, yeah. 
So 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 no, you, they okay. never do. So then um, so then how did you roll this out? Like you you know in the first week or two, you're thinking, okay, maybe it's just because it's Christmas time, and then, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. thinking, you're probably trying to think, but then after you know three, four, five, six, seven weeks, I mean, how, what was your plan of action to to take care of this or let them know or change? We just created um, you know accountability. We said you need to you need to be able to do this, this, and this. If it's, uh, you know, call back, like call people back more timely, or I need, to, I started giving, it sounds ridiculous, but I started giving people more work and, you know, little projects here and projects there. It was amazing how they could get all those little projects done, but then they would say, oh, but I, you know, I didn't have time to answer my emails and, and whatnot. And I'm like, I, we just never, we actually never told them that the software was there. So I never even told them, I know what you've been doing. I didn't have to, they figured out what was going on. They knew that they weren't going to make it in kind of the new environment that we were working on. Did you feel and, as if earlier you said that it wasn't their fault, it was your fault because you were allowing it to happen. But maybe as we talked about on the last podcast, it was a, it was a conversation that you had never had. It's something that you had never addressed. And I think a lot of agents out there right now, Josh, think like, well, I shouldn't have to tell them that they shouldn't be on eBay or they shouldn't be watching a PGA event or a soccer match. But once, I mean, would you say that, that you kind of set expectations for them for, for what you expected out of them like you hadn't before? Yeah, after a while, we um, we actually did. I think the software. I think it's. I think it's through Active Track software. It may have been through our um, uh, our our not router. What's the firewall? Um, we started. We were actually able to block some sites. So we blocked Facebook and we blocked a couple others. And I absolutely like. I just hate that. I did not want to do that. But it. We really didn't have much of a choice. And once we did that, and people started to realize, hey, I'm actually going to have to work the entire time I'm here. Um, you know, like I said, the problem kind of took care of itself. It, they, they started kind of leaving and, and we were able to replace them with, um, with better people. And I've got a, you know, I've got a few things that I look for when I interview now and we can, we can talk about that as well. But, um, that's, you know, it, now I know I've learned the hard way and now we know what to do moving so, forward. So, so Sally, um, why did you decide to leave the insurance group? Well, I wasn't going to stay there. They were making me work. I mean, come <laughs> on. You know, exactly. I mean, can you imagine that conversation he or she had with their family? I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, what were they telling the next employer? Think about that. Like, uh, so why did you not like the insurance group? Well, you know, they really like tried to hold me accountable and make me work and stuff. And I just wasn't <laughs> down with that. <laughs> I mean, it's, really. It sounds so silly, you know, looking back at it. But that's and that's why I wanted to reach out to you. I was like, I literally have seen this and I've seen the, probably the worst part of it you can find. Well, and, you know, fast forward a few years, we've. It's it, it has really probably taken us three to four years to get it to get everything to get the ship kind of righted and headed in the right direction. So you're not a consultant, you're not a speaker, you're not an author, you're just a insurance agent outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. But yet you tell me, coming directly from you, what are some of those things that you ask in the interviewing process that 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 you're kind of looking for? Are there any tell signals or replies that you get? It's very simple. And it, I, we made it so difficult leading up to this, but it's very simple. Look for people that are happy. If you can figure out that they are happy in their life, they will be happy when they walk into your office and they will treat your clients and their their personality will come through the phone. It will come through their emails. You will, They will get it. And that that is it. We I, The common denominator of a lot of the employees that we had were they weren't happy in their life, whether it was, you know, um, whatever their personal situation may have been, they just weren't happy. And the people we looked around and the people that were happy 
were getting their jobs done and everything was so much easier at that point. So I, you know, I don't necessarily have specific questions that I ask to get there. You can, you, if, if you sell insurance, you know how to talk to people right. and find out what you wanted to know from them. So, um, you know, I just have a conversation with them. I, I don't really have an, a, a list of questions that we interview. I tell them, I'm not interviewing you. We are having a conversation. And if you can hold the, if they can hold the conversation and it can come across in that conversation that they're happy in their life, you know, and obviously you want to make sure they're articulate, you know, right. all the general prerequisites, but ultimately find out that they're happy. And then every employee, I think, except for one that we have employed now gets my kind of my spill. And my spill is we have a great culture at the insurance group right now. Like there's no backroom talking about each other, none of that. And, you know, you're going to come into the office you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to forget to bind a policy. You're going to forget to send an auto ID card, whatever it is. You're going to make some mistakes. You're not going to get fired from it. That's just not the way we work. But if you come in and you mess with my culture, you're out. No questions asked. Awesome. Wait, once again, you're giving them the expectation. You're setting the mark and saying, here's what it is. Do this, great. Do this, bad. Hey, you didn't know that like you and... Uh, and Sam Walton from Walmart, you guys came from the same business school together, Josh. And I did not realize that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's You don't find these things out until you talk to me, Josh. But here's the deal. It was funny. They asked one time, Sam Walton, they said, you know, the people that you have seem to be so happy. How does that happen? And he says, we don't teach our people to be happy. We just hire happy people. That Yeah, that makes sense. That's I'd actually he not said. heard that. That makes a lot of sense. That's what he said. So you and Sam, you can go home and be like, hey, it's cool. Me and him are very similar, except he drove a piece of crap old blue pickup truck, and you don't. But that's different. You're in insurance. He was just a guy trying to sell some commodities. So anyways, you, you know, Josh, anything else you want to add, man, before, before we skip out of this? Because I'm telling you what, people are going to have to listen to this a couple times because it's been so stacked full of meat. So anything you want to add? I think the the big takeaways are you know again hire happy people um, and once you've got them in we're we're learning the same way that other agencies are right now as far as managing millennials and and that those generations et cetera and you you've got to you've got to just back off like you cannot micromanage you've got to give them you you really have to set the expectations up front and let them run with their job because if you hire the right people you will have no issues with that they will take care of you know their responsibilities and it will make your life so much easier it's funny once i bought the agency i, I just bought the agency in july from uh the owner the previous owner he's still on board um all that good stuff but you you spend we spent a year going through the transition process and we got done and so for the last like three four years all i've done is work on improving the staff improving our processes you know doing all these things so that it would make sense to buy the agency then all we do is work on buying the agency then all of a sudden, July 1st, I'm sitting around my office, you know, we've high-fived, we've all that good stuff, the agency, you know, we bought the agency, and I was like, huh, I don't know what to do next. Like, all the hard work is done. So it's yeah, a- That's nice, I've, that's nice. I've got a staff that, that works and handles things when you're not there, and that's allowed me to actually get back out and try and figure out how to write more business now, just like uh, everybody else is kind of doing. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. And for all you young agents that were listening to my rant at the beginning, I don't mean to be mean. I just want to let you know that sometimes we make it harder than it is. You know, we try to figure out all these ways. But I will tell you what, just because all the types of people are using online methods, don't believe that the offline methods still don't work. I know it's even different in what Josh even had to say, but I will tell you this. If you said to me, Jason, like truthfully, what is the number one way that you get new business? 
Well, a lot of people would say referrals, and I could say that that's probably right, but that's not. I mean, I pick up the phone, and I, I call railroad contractors. I called social service places. Now, I definitely don't do it as much as I used to. There's no doubt about that because the agency – got to admit, in the last three or four months, I have been a little bit more than I have, but – you know you're running the agency and so just keep that in mind get out there and just do things that you got to do because you got to get the snowball going some way don't you josh as soon as, soon as you get the snowball yeah. going it just starts going and then you don't have to do all that stuff anymore um yeah, but, absolutely but anyways and that's that's another conversation for another podcast we're going to talk about when we talk about having to write and help everybody in your office that's not necessarily so so and josh, jason i think I think the uh, one more thing to kind of add to the, yeah, ahead, to the employee type deal we don't be afraid to be the bad guy. Like it's your agency. It's you control it. you don't let the, the tail wag the dog as they say, like decide what you want, put a plan in place to make that happen. And obviously you want to manage with, um, with, with care and, and empathy and all that good stuff. You've got it. You cannot treat employees poorly by any means, but once you get the right employees in, in house, you don't have to worry about that because you enjoy working with them. You, you know, it, it becomes less of a, uh, a, a boss mentality as a you get to you get to lead a little bit more and and you know kind of steer the ship as to here's where we're going here's what I want to do here's where here's how we all fit into this equation and you know everybody will get on board with that it, but it, but there are it, it may take you a couple of years of being the bad guy and being the hated guy and and you know sometimes you just gotta deal with it and and uh, accept that and move on. That's right. That that is great advice right there from someone who's has done it and is doing it. And uh, good stuff. I got to tell you, I got a, I got a little little piece of paper here with some big notes on it. So you know, I, I think that you've got some really really good stuff, Josh, and and uh, you are an inspiration to young agents because it's uh, you have been through some battles, you know, and you're definitely winning the war. And I think there's uh, if you're an agent out there and you think that anything that Josh said is not correct, maybe in your life it may not be, or in others, because where our lives aren't all the same. But I'm telling you, this man speaks the truth. And, and, and Josh, I'm, I'm really glad that you reached out to us today because, as you know, you weren't part of the Young Agent Series, but I think you've been a major part of the Young Agent Series because you speak to us young agents who are not only agents who are out there trying to find new business, but also the young agents out there who are trying to run a business. And, and, and you gave some very great uh, invaluable insight today, and I appreciate it very much, man. Absolutely. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. So this has been uh, Agents Influence. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and we're out. Hey, before you go real quick, let me let me tell you something I want different for you. You guys know this. I talk about it a lot. But here's the thing. Grow Mastermind. Now, don't, no, don't stop now because I've got something different for you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me at jason at growprogram.com. Jason at growprogram.com. And tell me, Jason, I want in the Mastermind for free. I'm going to give you a free 30 days into the Mastermind. That's going to give you 30 days inside the closed Facebook group. You're going to learn so much just from that right there. You're also going to uh, get to be access the two live meetings that we have on the second and on the fourth Thursday of every month. And I'm also you're also going to get access to Grow Academy as well. Um, and that's just part of the $99. Keep in mind, if you wanted to get Grow Academy by itself, I think it's $29 or $39. So please... 
jason at growprogram.com. Hit me up, say, Jason, I want the mastermind for free, and I'm going to get Anna or Joey to let you in for free. It's going to be a great decision, I promise you. Thanks. See ya.